Hey y'all, it is Eric here. I also go by the name JB sometimes, and I recently changed my Instagram handle to at juicebox says. So I made all the other times I referenced my handle irrelevant. But yep, you can find me at juicebox says on Instagram. And if you want to know more about the nickname or JB, it's in the story highlights. But I'm so excited about this episode of Isolation Reflections. I have Cass Gallagher on today. And it was such a fun interview, and you'll find out why I know them and like our relationship in the interview. But one of my favorite things that Cass was doing a lot, um, kind of in the midpoint of isolation, is they would stream on like Instagram Live them dancing to like random pop songs and alternative songs in the middle of the night. And one night I asked if I could dance with them on live, and we did like a co-live stream where we danced together to this song that I actually first discovered for them, but has also been a song that ended up on my Isolation Reflections playlist. Um, I love this song, and it was so fun to dance with cast to it. Not in Love by Crystal Castles with guest vocals by Robert Smith of The Cure. I love it. When I first heard it, I was like, this is like the Cure song I didn't know existed. And it's it's just like powerful and it's fun to dance to. And I love that like he keeps saying, I'm not in love, I'm not in love. And at the end, he starts going into we're not in love, we're not in love. And the more he says, the more his voice breaks and you realize he's very much in love. And... It's that weird longing feeling where we're trying to convince ourselves to, to get over something. And and I've felt that during different points in my life, obviously, but also just during isolation. And one night I even walked around just listening to that song on repeat and repeat and repeat. But yeah, I want to get to my interview with Cass Gallagher. They are an artist. They're also a mental health advocate, and they've been doing a lot of work for that. And we're going to talk about all that stuff in our interview. So here is my interview with Cass Gallagher. If you want to check out their Instagram while you listen, it's at Otterbox, but odd like, oh, that's strange. That's odd. O-D-D-E-R-B-O-X. That's on Instagram. Here's my interview with Cass Gallagher. Hi, Cass. Hi. Um, I don't even know how to like define our history or present. I was wondering how deep we were going to go with an explanation of yeah that. I, <laughs> I think it. Uh, I think like what I wrote on my little sheet was fellow adventurers and sometimes partners in the world of Portland polyamory. Yes, <laughs> that's that's good. I know. I thought that was like. It was it was specific and vague enough to like. <laughs> yeah, like uh, definitely on one of the 
uh, earlier episodes, uh, I forget the person's name, but you're talking about dating apps. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's, <laughs> you're the best outcome of Tinder ever. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, yeah, we've. I don't know what I was going to say. I got to say we've hooked up, but that's not even true. We we were just together for a while. Yeah, we, I don't know. And we're still like kind of, I don't know. We're like yeah. emotionally, I think emotionally in a relationship. Yeah, I think so. And like what I think it, like this will kind of like tip into the next level of this, what we're talking about. But like what's been interesting is I think we've kind of had a reconnection emotionally as like a relationship but because of like covid and because of the times like we haven't been able to like physically connect reconnect or yeah yeah so that's been that's been a weird little adventure like we've had a couple distant um hangs and like send each other horny texts sometimes and yes (laughs) the best but mostly The mostly we have been talking a lot about the growth that we've each been going through and like some of the things that you've been figuring out during this time. So the big question is, how has your time in isolation in the year 2020 been? (sighs) Um, Well, when it all first started, I, I was honestly somewhat grateful for it because I, I'm one of those people that feels like the world moves entirely too fast and we all take on entirely too much in our day-to-day lives. And so it was sort of a sigh of relief for me where, you know, the bakery I was working for closed down temporarily. And um, so it was just my partner and I and my cat in a very, very tiny apartment on the third floor. And um, yeah, I started to uh, lose my mind a little bit. I was just, uh, so for everybody who, for the listeners, I Mm -hmm. am somebody who, uh, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I also am in eating disorder recovery. Um, And these are all, these are both, both of those things are things that I had not really tried to explore or recover from or heal from before all of this happened. And I think that while the muck of it was so hard and so, like I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it like I mean I was suicidal ideation I mean I was really getting defeated and um and I mean when you have when you have disorders like I have there are things what we call emotional flashbacks and so what was happening is parts of the pandemic like really poor leadership was Hmm. triggering things in me that um, are our emotional flashbacks from the trauma experience as a child. And, but I, I didn't understand that at the time. I was just like, why am I freaking out? And uh, 
it all it all came crashing down with a floor sander one morning at 8 a.m. and I had a panic attack for hours, four or five hours, and it um, it opened up. Uh, I just knew, like at that moment, I was like, okay, I haven't had something like that happen um, in a long time. Like essentially since the long, long bout of time that I was grieving the loss of my my father, who uh, uh, passed five years ago. And so I was like, because I was, I felt like last year when I started working at the bakery, I had started to get into a healthier place. And, and this just brought that all down. And then, you know, you're sitting in your apartment and, and like there's in, in the before times, there were so many distractions. There was mm. dirty bingo. There was community art night. There was um, the bars, um, all your friends, the parties, just like constant distractions, um, constant, um, you know, self-medicating that, uh, that could, that you, that I didn't have access to when I'm sitting in this apartment. And so I had to really sit with myself and sitting with the deep wounds that I do have, like, yeah, it got kind of, it got kind of dark, kind of scary, kind of low. Um, but it made me reach out to my old therapist. And since it's a pandemic, you know, they had moved to California. And uh, so that's why we had stopped um, our sessions together. And I was like, well, you're doing Zoom calls anyway. Like, yeah. So Can we, we started... pretend I'm Zooming from California. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so we. So we started back up again and that was such a relief because, you know, the, the absolute um, anxiety surrounding starting all over with a new therapist wasn't right. there. I just had, I just got to dive back in with somebody I felt really safe and comfortable with. And we've been going since then and we've even upped the sessions to twice a week and nice. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like, um, I, I'm firstly, I want to say like, I'm super like proud and impressed by you and for you. And like, it's, you know, I, you know, we had conversations early in when you were going back into therapy and, you know, I was worried, you know, I was yeah. hard and it was like, I couldn't hug you and we couldn't have the connection that we wanted. And it was scary and it's hard. And like, it's hard to see someone that you love and care about really struggling. And I just think it's really amazing that like, <laughs> like you said, like you literally picked yourself off the floor um, yeah. and we're like, I have to take action. And yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it totally makes sense that you have to connect to a previous therapist because that you have this yeah, continuing timeline of a story that you can like, they know you and like, yeah. So a big foundation there that, yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i was uh, thank you for saying that and a lot of people have been saying that and i feel i've been feeling over the past few weeks that like these very vulnerable posts i've been making and things i'm like like oh my god i look like such a shit show but really truly now i'm getting what i really <laughs> when i was like uh 
drinking heavily during the quarantine and making all of these like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with my wigged out dance videos late night <laughs> dance dance parties on instagram there's nothing wrong with that but it was getting a little you know i would then get sad and mm -hmm. send drunk texts and that are really scary and in the middle of the night because i am a nocturnal person and other people are sleeping and it was just bad and so yeah i don't know it's 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 been a journey it's just uh and that's what it is. Yeah. Like it's all a journey and like, yeah. But now people are responding more of like, like you're doing great. You're doing, you, you look, yeah. Like it is like, it doesn't look pretty, but it's you're mm -hmm. we, it seems like people are noticing the recovery train I'm on and yeah. yeah. And you're noticing it and that's what's yeah. important. Yeah. And like yeah. all that stuff. So all that early stuff is so valid too of like how you know I didn't know like I was living on Instagram because I was so alone and I would yeah. just post these like weird videos too and then I would be so delighted when I'd be like oh my god Cass or your alternate personality and courageable is, yes. <laughs> is dancing at 4 a.m and I can watch watch her watch them dance and like yes. engage and like yes. um so yeah i mean it was like it, i the only the only piece of that was just the the heavy drinking that went yeah. along with it but um otherwise like incorrigible is alive and well i'm just trying to fine tune yeah. fine tune her um yeah like i want to i want to take it past just lip syncing putting on a wig and lip syncing drunk yeah. and actually doing looks <laughs> and like makeup and you know For sure yeah fashion <laughs> um i think that's a great like let's continue talking about this stuff i think that's a great transition into talking about music and how music has helped uh you through this time yeah um because that's what encourageable is all about and what you are also all about and um mm -hmm. what is one of the songs that you want to play um well if we're talking about how it brings out the pop star in me. <laughs> yeah. Then we should probably start with Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> I know this pain. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? No one can change your life except for you. Don't ever Just listened and I watched Cast Lip Sync to Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Um, I can't help myself. You can't, and I love it. And I, uh, 
yeah, like th- that song is like one of your karaoke go-tos. Um, yes. I know that. And then also like as we were listening to it, it has a lot of like great things to say. Yeah, it's a really positive song. And, you know, I I like, I have a hard time not, like when I hear it, I have a hard time not just seeing like, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, like, yeah, that like breakdown, <laughs> like, yeah. like, and they're just so goofy and like, um, and yeah, there's just such a like, sort of because of that movie, uh, which like I listened to that album on a cassette in my 1995 Buick Century mm-hmm. over and over and over one summer, and it was just like. So like for that movie to highlight it as something that is that kind of like coming of age sort mm-hmm. of, you know, and transitioning with your friends. And I don't know, there's, there's a lot of layers to it. I think I don't, I don't, it's not just like face value pop song in my right. world. When I think like, when we look at, uh, I think both of us have like a, like a rich history with like, music and like yes. how it affects us and I think that like what's interesting to look back at those songs that like really like connected with us as children is like when I say us I mean literally you and I like uh a lot of times there's a lot of pain in them yes and there's a lot of like like reassurance and like oh I'm connected to this person and like it's those sad songs of our past, but like they still can be like pop songs and they still can be like these like things that feel fun now, but they did also like, like these oh, horrible kind of, at one time. Yeah. Like these are the types of songs like, you know, that was just, it would be on the radio. And I remember like sitting in the back of the car, like being like, this song's for me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. Like they get, they made that, they wrote this with me in mind. Like right. it's that childhood thing of like, for me it was more it wasn't like I thought the world revolved around me it was more of that Matilda thing where I was like I had this sense and like like I just know like I yeah I'm connected to I'm part of this yeah yeah I'm part of this yeah that makes sense totally yeah um but yeah I think just for fun we need to analyze a couple lyrics of <laughs> the song. Sure because I did point out one that I had a problem with. You you struggled with you had a moment this is like tough love the tough love moment of so this is the good part you're like you could you could sustain or you could or are you comfortable with the pain you yeah. got no one to blame for your unhappiness you got yourself in your own mess. Yes so problematic. Is it, or is it, or is it saying, (laughs) or is it saying you're responsible for your own feelings? Not what it said, though. (laughs) You're right. It's kind of (laughs) mean. It's more of that, like, that, like, generational, ancestral cycle of abuse of, like, (laughs) Those are really hard to Bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) True. But. Overall, the song is just letting you know, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Hold on for one more day. Yeah. And that is, like, a cool thing, even, like, just for this whole, like, pandemic and not knowing when things are going to be 
back to a new normal or whatever like if you can hold on for now like if you can yeah because even for me it's it's funny how it like uh refers to you know it's like it it's referring to time like tomorrow another day but mm-hmm. time has been so lost on me in this thing i'm just like what is day what is night what is right. <laughs> I don't even it's just keep holding on yeah like you said in this moment and um yeah it's it's i think that's been very difficult for everyone to do during this because we're all worried about the future mm-hmm. and it's extremely hard to uh stay present you know don't even know what tomorrow is going to look like let alone right in a few months or yeah and so it's just keep hanging in there yeah yeah and i think like um i really glad that you did pick like a very like overt pop song because i think that like those are the things that also can really get us through and i've seen you like really connect with and like dance to and like uh, just like gaga and like gaga yeah (laughs) yeah See ya. Yeah. So just like, <laughs> I'm glad that you picked that. And now your next song is not a pop song. No, my next song is um, extremely sad. And I really wonder if you have done any, if you looked into it all. I literally this morning looked into it more, but I want to hear, I want you to tell me about it too. Okay. 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 So what's the song? And then we'll listen to it. Uh, it's Talking Like You um, by Connie Converse. Cool. Yeah. Let's play it. Okay. <laughs> In between two tall mountains, there's a place they call lonesome. Don't see why they call it lonesome. I'm That bird sitting on my windowsill Well, he's saying whippoorwill All the night through See that brook running by my kitchen door Well, it couldn't talk no more If it was you Up that tree, there's sort of a squirrel thing Sounds just like we did when we were quarreling In the yard, I keep a pig or two They drop in for dinner like you used to do I don't stand in the need of company With everything I see Talking like you Alright, Cass, tell me about Talking Like You and Connie Converse. Okay, so Connie Converse is one of my all-time favorite mysteries. (laughs) Uh, There's not much known about her she was basically this kind of like backwoods mountain woman very quiet kept to herself type um ended up recording this album uh that that song is from and and that's it uh she then completely disappeared (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I read a little bit about her, like, right before I talked to you. And, like, it was saying, like, that her material really didn't 
get known until like about like 15 years ago or something like in 2004 yeah. like they yeah. started digging stuff up but like time-wise it's from like the early 50s and like mm -hmm. timeline wise she's actually one of the earliest examples of a singer-songwriter yeah it's reading which is like pretty wild yeah and just um and just so so reclusive so private and um yeah it's it's to me the story is you know it's like she did she got the she got the songs out and then she was just like i'm good um and like in my mind she like got into a pickup truck with a golden retriever and <laughs> drove into the sunset and is in the Yukon somewhere right now. Yeah, like, just still like doing, <laughs> doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like, yeah. That is, so I just find her fascinating um, because all, all of those songs, um, all of her songs are very heartfelt and tell, are very poetic and tell, tell stories. Um, and to me, this song in particular is, uh, I mean, it started out as a grief song for me uh, with my dad, where it's, it was, you know, it's kind of like, she's saying like, I don't, it's okay that you're gone, because mm. I hear you and I hear your, I hear your voice and everything. You talk to me through the, all the things and, and so, um, that was a comforting thought that uh, while this is a really sad song, it was a comforting song during that time of, yeah, he's, he's not really gone. He lives in me. And, yeah. um, yeah. So, uh, just the whole thing is, is also that too, you know, that moment when she says, I don't, I don't need a tele. I can hear you talk without a telephone. Mm -hmm. um uh, where would we be in this thing without our telephones right <laughs> um and so i don't know i've been thinking about that where uh, it's uh developing using using tele telephones as our tools for developing our communication with each other so that when we do find ourselves in a moment of loneliness, that we can hear each other without reaching for the phone, um, sit with our emotions, not like, you know, try to work it out by ourselves first and then, and then seek the support if you really, really need it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's been hard for me because I, I, uh, as soon as I start to feel sad, I am just like, everybody must know I'm really, really sad. Right. Yeah. So, and I like, you know, I'll take the Instagram and start post reposting people's sad girl memes and <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's more of that, um, how, uh, taking the time to emotionally connect with yourself. Um, yeah i think that yeah. like i experienced that a lot and like that's a really good interpretation of of what this is like because she's describing like all these little like kind of whimsical things like up on the tree there's a, like a squirrel like thing and mm -hmm. like when i hear that like i think of 
even like me being in the park and being like, like I'm, I'm high in the park by myself eating a burrito. And instead of like fully engaging in that moment and like listening to like Tegan and Sarah and just letting myself like be in the moment, I'm like, okay, like what's the best angle of my like shoes? Right. <laughs> and like what part of this Tegan and Sarah song that I'm currently feeling very emotional about am I going to like put on the Instagram story yeah to pair with and like that's just like so fucking crazy like we need to just be able to talk to ourselves in that moment and not try to connect it to like everyone else and yeah and like be sad by ourselves and like know that our community is part of that moment whether they're invited into it or not right because they're with you in your heart and soul and yeah i mean i talked about i've been talking about this with my therapist uh two of that reaching out through social media platforms i mean you're not you're not just reaching out to um your community who you know supports you you're also sending out that message to a lot of people who you don't necessarily feel safe with nor have you had conversations about boundaries with mm -hmm. so you know or so you know i'll get you know post something about an eating disorder and like my uh a uh, friend of mine who I haven't been especially close with this year you know starts messaging me about like like well you know all this all this stuff about like what I should do and it's just like right. that's not what I'm looking for here I'm yeah. looking for someone to ask me how I'm doing but right. all of a sudden you're you're opening up the door to all kinds of opinions about your recovery and your healing mm -hmm. um you know, even like, uh, I, I uh, recently went on uh, medication for depression and anxiety disorder, and there's a lot of opinions about that and how I did it. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, you just, it, we, so yeah, in therapy, there's a lot of talk of making sure you feel safe offering this information about yourself with the person you're offering it to and yeah. when it's on instagram or facebook it's like well like 700 people like go like you yeah. know and and that includes uh you know family members that i'm like i don't i'm not even talking to them right now so it's like why would i let them have that piece of me right yeah yeah that's so good that's like such a good reflection and like i will say too about that song like the playfulness mixed with like the sadness like really reminded me of your art and like the way that your like your like brain works or your like artist mind works and so like i think that's really nice and encouraging because it like yeah. yeah it's like a very it is a it's a it's a lonely song it's a sad song but it also just is it's playful somehow and yeah. like um and whimsical in a way that's like still very like mature and thought uh thought provoking or focused so i uh i'm i'm excited to see yeah i'm excited to see your progress but i'm also excited to see what artistically like comes out of you during this time. yeah yeah uh it's exciting i have definitely so um i had to quit my job 
at the bakery, mm -hmm. as you know, and um, that's been sad because I really liked my job at the bakery, but I'm already turning back to creativity and mm -hmm. thinking about um, different ways I can can make art lucrative for me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like actually ready to do that where I I have tried this before and I definitely wasn't ready. Um, I mean, I had no self-management. I had no like emotional self-management skills. Like how could I have like any sort of business-minded self-management skills that just doesn't right. translate? So, you know, as all of this, like, all, as all of this, it just feels like the dominoes are kind of doing their thing and I'm, I'm moving into a creative space and yeah, I just, um, I, today the goal after I finish this with you is to go try to organize all of my art supplies in okay. the basement because we kind of, when we moved in, we just kind of like put them all in a corner and I'm like, right. yeah. So yeah, opening up that, uh, that field is gonna be, I think really good for continuing healing and yeah. yeah. Well, let's, um, let's find ways for you and I to encourage each other. Cause I think I'm having kind of a creative reawakening too. So like, yeah, I look forward to like trying to figure out ways to like check in and encourage um, without any like pressure expectation, but how we can support each other. Well, even just doing this with you is like, we're already doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> um, all right. This has been so great. Yeah, it has been. Thank you. Um, I'll tell them how to find you on the, on the internet. Um, is there anything else you wanted to like say or, you know, just stay safe. Please put a mask on when you're out and about, keep yourself and others safe. Um, and take time to breathe and look at the squirrels. Oh. That's really it. I know it's hard in the in the Portland winter, but yeah. for anybody listening anywhere else, enjoy your sunshine. <laughs> Jerks. I like the idea that it's sunshiny everywhere besides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The rain cloud right. sets over me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Eeyore of the Hundred Acre Woods. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. I love you, Cass. I love you too, Eric. JB slash Eric. <laughs> my thanks again to Cass for talking to me. I'm excited to see what they have coming up. Follow them on Instagram at Otterbox. Follow me at Juicebox Says or the podcast itself at Isolation Reflections. I'm excited for some interviews I have coming up. There's some cool stuff, so make sure you also just follow the podcast or review it on iTunes or Spotify. All right, you guys. I also know that we did talk about mental health a lot in the episode, so I encourage you to dig into the resources. I put a few in the episode notes. You can also always text the crisis text line at 741-741. Some cool people working and volunteering there 24-7. And yeah, I hope you all are having a nice time <laughs> as much as you can in isolation and staying safe. And I love you. See you soon. Bye. Don't you know it's a change?